Shut up. Okay, let's do this. The least dad of this crew. Yeah, I am tier two. Get off my lawn. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the old Cranky Man YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification button so that you get notified every time we upload a video. Hey everybody, welcome to the Magic Dads podcast here on the old Cranky Man YouTube channel. My name is Blake. I'm here with Stefan. Hi, And we doing? have a special guest today, the old Cranky Man himself. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, hello. I am Cranky. I am the owner of OCM and I'm excited to be here. I invited Chris on here today because I want to talk about one of my favorite things is is punts. <laughs> I want to talk about epic punts. So I have a video that I want to show everybody real quick, and uh, you will you will see me in it. Well, yeah, let's let's just watch the video. I mean, you could have given me a little bit of assistance. I was deep down in the tank. So for a little context, um, we played game one off camera. And we had to move all of our stuff onto camera to play games two and three. So like for the entirety of games two and three, I'm feeling very rushed and I should not be, but I am. The you won time, game two. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very rushed. This is actually game three. Yeah. So we, we've played through a game two. I won game one by reanimating your Titan of Industry. And then game two, you won. This is game three. We've, we've gone back and forth for quite some time now. I, I cannot put myself back into the headspace of what exactly I was trying to do by this right here. Um, but I am playing a life and death targeting a palace jailer. So I go down to one. And if you see there on Stefan's side, there is a Renin six that has about seven loyalty on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've just been ticking that baby up the entire game. Just like, so I attack it, but it doesn't make it dead. Now and you I shuffled think, my graveyard under my library with an endurance too. Yes, yes, I did put an endurance into play. And the whole time, you're just letting me play. Yeah. Yes, I am. So you're it, doing it, incredibly mean things to me. If I I'm remember not correctly, you. watch, watch, watch what you do here. You're like, okay, untap, draw, uh, kill you. <laughs> yeah. I believe there's a small amount of celebration. Oh, look, the cards got thrown down, too. I was yeah. like, oh, the I, old like... The, I believe what I said was, I cannot believe that I yeah. just let that happen. I had a Vengevine in hand, too. I was, I I had some plays that I was going to, that I was planning on doing. We're kind of having a post-mortem here. But yeah, I definitely, e even in a casual match, if you're doing mean things to me, like X, I, I believe my what, what my goal with doing that was, was to be able to get rid of the, get rid of the um stinky what do you yeah get rid of the stinkweed imp so yeah my my goal there i think was to to get the stinkweed imp out of the way and then be able to attack rain and six down and, yeah but the whole time i was doing that i was just completely unaware that the plus one on rain is deal one damage to any target and i'm going to one life to make this play happen so it is a minus one oh minus one sure you're very caught up in what you're doing and what your lines are yeah and you don't consider the onboard thing that can exist because you're just considering what's in my hand or the, that the thing that I've been <laughs> just... doing with, with Ren and Six the entire game uh, is I'm just gonna go, I'm going to go back to what I was saying before, that the entire time we were playing both of those games, I just felt very rushed. Yeah. I felt very rushed the whole time. 
and it was, I, you know, not really enjoying myself and it's just kind of is what it is. <laughs> okay. I want to hear Stefan's punt. Let me, let me hear your story. Okay. So, uh, th- this is sort of an interesting story because this does involve the same deck. Um, so dredge is a deck that is, I would say, incredibly difficult to pilot. Absolutely. It's very powerful. It runs some incredibly powerful cards. That's about 20% of the deck. The other 80% is very bad cards or super contextual cards. Um, And there are a lot of deck building restrictions that you sort of have that are inherent to the deck. Um, One of those being if you're running Hermit Druid, you You really hamstring yourself. Yeah, you can't play any basics. And that... But that also allows you to run what is effectively a free one-card combo in the deck. So if you have no basics in your deck... It just just mills your entire library. Immediately, you mill your whole library. Um, And the way that that wins is a couple of different ways. In this game, Blake is standing over my shoulder watching me play. I don't remember who my opponent was, but I have a Hermit Druid. It's driving me crazy that I don't remember this game. Come on, get on with it. (laughs) My only creature in play... And my Narcamoeba is in the graveyard. And I go to activate my, oh. my Hermit Druid, not even thinking that my, my Narcamoeba isn't in my, isn't in my deck. Yeah. And I mill my whole deck, and I have no additional creatures in play. I have a land I played before I activated my Hermit Druid. And the reason this is important is I have a... Um, what is the gas? I have a blood gas in yeah. my deck that I milled over, but I already played the land. Um, so you couldn't, you couldn't get the, uh, the, the trigger to put not. it back into play. Yep. And there was no, and I had, um, an unearth creature that I could have yep. played. Skate zombies. Skate zombies. But the only way that, that there's, there was no other way for me to get three creatures in play. I could, right. Only you needed, two. you needed the blood gas or, yeah, and, because, and, or the narc amoeba. Yeah. And I had neither of those because I played my land before I activated. Yeah, I do remember. I do remember yeah. that game now. I was like, why and didn't you? Why didn't you hold yeah. the land drop until after you milled your deck? I was Rough. very dead. Very dead after that because uh, one of the rules of Magic: The Gathering is that if you ever <laughs> go to draw a card and you can't, you lose the game. And with no cards in my deck, my opponent just had to pass the turn, and I was dead. And then, yep, and you die in your draw. Set. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about. You were like, you were standing over my shoulder. And after I did it, you told me that I screwed it up. I guess you were just paying me back when you killed me with the Ren and Six. Very much. I mean, that was probably like, what, a year ago? You were, you were brooding that entire time. You were like, the time's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come when I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him when he's got his guard down. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, Cranky, let me, let me hear your story. Oh, man. So mine, Mine is less about like being good at this game and more just the style points of how I lost. So I was actually <laughs> playing Kelsey Dixon back and oh, he is, yeah. So it was back in like a draft shadows over in Estrad, And I go into it knowing that he's like a far superior, uh, limited player than myself. So I think I lose game one or, and so I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to cheese it. Put in Triscodecophobia. Yeah, we're going for it because we're just going to get the cheese. The the meme is real. 
Well, the meme's going along, you know, we're kind of hovering around, and then, uh, well, unfortunately, he basically just, like, set it up so I died to my own Triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> like, he actually had enough damage to, like, ship me way past and, like, kill me in two turns, but he just, like, attacked with one dude, so I died to my own That is meme. absolutely yeah. incredible. I love yeah. that. I love the Tris Triskaidekaphobia killing players. Anyway, so like, I also anybody. have a really amazing Triskaidekaphobia story. So I was playing Pioneer like right when it came out. Oh, so yeah. immediately after Pioneer, when it was oh, announced, yeah. I was like, I can play Etherworks Marvel again. <laughs> Sign me up. So yeah. I built Etherworks Marvel, and we, of course, we have, I don't know, three or four copies of, of Emrakul the Promised End. So Mind Slaver you uh, in your upkeep. Uh, basically was the idea. So I was playing against Mono Black, and they have a, what is that card called? Underworld Connections? Yeah. yeah. They have an Underworld Connections on one of their lands, and a Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. yeah, I mind-slavered them, and then killed them with their own Triskaidekaphobia. It was amazing. I think the the worst one I've ever dealt to somebody, um, and I'm really bad with, with Phage. Phage, the, Ooh, yeah, so from yes. Legion. So this is back in Legion's draft. Uh, I can't remember. I think I think she might have been worth something, so I drafted her. And someone was like, uh, "That card's terrible. You can't play it." So of course I do. Uh, I, I <laughs> stalled the friend. game to get it into play, right? But like, it has no evasion. Except back then there was a card. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but I think it was actually in onslaught that said. Uh, like all your creatures gain fear. Yes. So yeah. I have won with a phage against someone who told me I I, I could not. Oh no! Yeah. Unlimited. That was my biggest like salt passed on. Ooh. Like not really a bad beat, but like the rubbins. Oh wow! <laughs> I I like that some some magic designer somewhere was like making this card and was like they're gonna get there the honest way or they're gonna die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I hardcaster and then oh, God, I want to know what that card is. It's like a that's of the amazing. Night, maybe. It it sounds that sounds right. Giving creatures fear is very like yeah yeah. It was it was. It was like terrible, energy. but so I, what I ended up doing too was dedicating. I took that card because it was in the era of like the nine sleeve ultra pros. Yeah, remember that era of binders, yes. right? Not oh, yeah. um, so I put phage in the middle and I slowly collected the the common around it. Oh, nice! <laughs> so whenever I'd see him, be like, "Hey, you want to trade?" Beautiful. Trying <laughs> to murdering this man. So yeah. You know, when you're in when you're in a competitive or semi-competitive format, and something like that happens to you, what, what do you what do you do to recover? I actually wrote an article that referenced how I got around this. So I used to, uh, well, when I was younger, I'd play golf. Was was my kind of metaphor. So I didn't practice. So the one time I would go out and I wasn't good, I get really really mad. Like, it was sure. not enjoyable for my dad mm -hmm. to come out and play with me. And then once I just, like, accepted the fact that I don't have the time or choose not to make the time to dedicate to get better, uh, I actually played better because I just enjoyed myself. Right. That's, yeah. That's, oh, that's good. 
So I a... took I took that strategy. Uh, it was Aetherworks Marvel actually GP Omaha. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, played... I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, there. I wrote an article that made, it was a similar <laughs> scenario, but I just uh, I didn't read any of like I had the deck list I wanted to play, <laughs> yep. but I didn't like Mulligan. I didn't play anything with it. I just winged it and and I ended up getting my only pro point uh, back before <laughs> like you know like they got rid of all that stuff. But yeah, yeah I went 10 and five that day. So amazing. Not yeah, bad. That GP, yeah, that was awesome. Amazing. And that's like, that's such a grueling event that if you're not having fun, your body's just going to like, your brain's going to give up on itself. Like yes. if you're miserable in three rounds. You're just going to be done. Yeah. Even if you're I, winning. I spent most of the rounds realizing I was playing the completely wrong deck, but I had fun playing it. So, <laughs> hey, like, it was very good against the Aetherworks Marvel creature and mm. zombies, Ooh, but it was not good against the Aetherwork Marvel spell, which was what Brad, I think Brad Nelson won that event with. Yeah. So, yeah, I got. I forgot about that. That was just Rick rolled whenever I played that version of that deck. I love, I love, love, love that deck. Yeah, it's it's still fun. It's okay. That's, that's so uh, it's like okay. So it, it adds this random element to doing literally the most powerful thing that you can do, and that is cast a card without paying its mana cost. Yeah, it adds this randomness to it that oh, it's so thrilling. <laughs> Listen, as a former Winota player, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> there is a certain amount of randomness well, in that as well. Yeah, and the best part of it because it was all based off the Eldrazi, right? So yeah. you had Ulamog that came yep. in that. I, you know, I played one of the spells, I think it was Dis Dispel, actually, or not Dispel, uh, the blue from Kaladesh that you could counter target uh, activated ability or spell. Uh, oh, so disallow. I could stifle effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would stifle the destroy, but then you're left with a 10-10. Or you're like, let the counter the spell, but then you still, like, they destroy. And, yeah, it was, it was a very, very good deck. Right, uh, so, like even if they have the disallow to counter one of the abilities of it, like it, it, it still gets to attack. Yeah. So like, no matter what, they're going to get their three for one. <laughs> a a two-turn yeah. clock still good, apparently. Yeah, just mill 20, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and take 10, here we yeah. go. The, the 10 life, very relevant. Yeah. But I read this tweet, uh, I don't know, I read this tweet the other day where this person was talking about they 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 had arrived late to this tournament and they were feeling very very rushed and it led them to just you know play rushed for basically the entire day and i really sympathize with that because i was thinking about this story that i was going to tell where i i just felt rushed and i really think yeah. that that's all that it was uh, you know i wasn't i wasn't enjoying myself um i was feeling like like i was under the gun and i needed to make something happen and like really i didn't you know i was i was basically in full control of that game if i just wouldn't have put myself into a position where you could kill me yeah so yeah, like every game is an isolated like it's it's like its own isolated ecosystem but and if you can if you can separate each of those games from inside of themselves and just right. do your best at every individual game and not yep. kind of let them bleed into each other. That's when I think that's when you sort of take a step out and become a better player because I've heard from so many players that are, that are just like, I had a rough night the night before, uh, you know, there was no way that I was enjoying myself the next day. Yeah. Sure. There, 
like Ross Miriam's struggle with, I, I think there was a, a, a escapade with him taking a bus from Richmond to, uh, to <laughs> yeah, a, a PTQ. I've heard this story before. <laughs> uh, or, or some, it was a, it was a higher end turn, higher level tournament and his bus, like the, it was a, like a Greyhound bus. It just stopped somewhere yeah. for like and then four they, or five hours. And then hours. they had to get it and then they had to get into a car and the yeah. car broke down. Oh no. And so they called an Uber and they got there nine minutes before round one started. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it, this story before. Just brutal. And like, wild. what are you going to do at that point? Like you might as well not play almost, but if you can, if you are the type of human that can take a moment, shake off everything. I think he won that tournament. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was the, the, the punctuation is that he won yeah. that tournament. Yeah. That, and that's sort of one of the reasons Ross is like, one of the names that I that I associate with magic right now in competitive in the competitive scene. Um, and like as much as he's done with like SCG and uh, doing commentating, his skills are always, I think, best in separating separating games individually and sure. just being an astounding player. Yeah, that, I mean, that seems like a really, really good technique It's like what? <laughs> I, f- I feel like sometimes once I get in that headspace, like I'm in a rush now, like that's going to mm-hmm. affect everything. And I, I can't recall, you know, on this day where I, where I let you kill me with Brennan six, I can't recall if I felt, if I felt rushed for the rest of the day. I don't think that I do, but you know, we're not playing for any high stakes. It's, we're not no. playing for anything. No, we're, you know, we're just playing games. So I don't think I felt rushed in that, but I just really curious how you come back from something like that. Like if you do that, if you do that in round one, you're like, <laughs> Oh, you're like you can't blame that on you. Like, yeah. oh, I drew bad. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. So uh, it, with with an answer to that, I always actually look at it as an educational, right? Yeah. Like education. Uh, you know, learning. Like any mistake or time cost time, money, um, and sometimes both, right? Yeah. So in that time, right, you made the mistake, but like just sitting there and like sit in it for a sec and say okay what what went wrong right like how did i get about to this and then really like learn from it like in the sense that like okay this would have been a better line if it's if it's that you have that much time to figure it out and really honestly then just forgive yourself yes (laughs) and move on yeah right because i love it that beating yourself up is just gonna right you need to be okay so if you're gonna move on from that you're gonna you're you're obviously here for a reason. You have some amount of self confidence, I would imagine. You need to maintain that self confidence if you're gonna yeah. go on to continue winning. Yeah. Or or win because you exactly. just lost. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of it you can also just take a step back and laugh at yourself. Like yep. enjoy the fact that you kind of were a goober for a minute. Yep. Because like if you could acknowledge in that moment where it kinda it kinda stings that it's going to be a fun story later. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And, and yeah. kind of internalize it that way. Because magic is always going to be these... One of the best things about magic is that it is a lot of human interaction. It's human-to-human contact where we get to sit a- across from a real human opponent and have a game with them and sort of experience whatever they're doing with whatever we're doing. And that's how we kind of interact with each other. And punting is almost like the slapstick comedy of that, right? Right. It's it's okay to sometimes slip on a banana peel. Yeah. (laughs) As long as you interpret it as that moment 
and then go, it okay, was, time to go on with the show. It was more like you red turtle shelled me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's, well, you have to separate um, along that now using the red shell versus the blue shell, right? Like you right. can't do anything about the blue yeah. shell. No. Right. There's just but like, don't I could have I could have don't get it mad at that either. Right. Like, that's the beauty of the game. Right. Like with the red shell, like, yeah, sometimes you just get dinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick up your coins or your, get your balloons and just keep going. I honestly. Get, OK, that. I think you have to get Renin six to the altar to be Mario Kart now. Like, yeah, it's required. Or at least just throwing a red shell at you. Yes. I, yes. I do like that analogy of like there's different levels of attack from an opponent, right? Like they green shell you. That's just a card off the top that wins the game, right? Like that, that's the lucky top deck. Yep. The red shell is like the isolated attack that maybe you had an answer for, maybe you didn't. And then the blue shell, you you just go, okay, they had the nut. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Yeah, like some sometimes people are gonna be on tears. They're gonna yep. they're gonna have their deck feed them the correct answer at every step of the way. And I'm sure that you guys have had this too, but I've played games where I've lost and lost and lost and lost because my opponent seemed to have the correct card. Like I've had so many games against people where they've turned one, uh, you know, uh, factory, like Mishra's factory or like, you mean like where you go on a tear, like a losing a workshop where you yeah. just can't win where yeah. they just have everything and it's okay. Like that's okay for your opponent to get the nut sometimes because that's going to come back to you eventually too. Sure. Like in poker, you're going to have to give some action to get some action back. Yeah. It, 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 cat is literally licking my head right now. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it, it feels, it feels hard, you know, to be able to like, like a lot of times when something like that happens, like, if it keeps happening, you start to like question your deck building skills oh, yeah. and like, you know, like, yeah, I'm just playing the wrong deck. I'm in the wrong metagame. You know, so you maybe switch decks or try something different and then uh, you can kind of reset that way. But going on a losing streak is miserable. Yeah. I think there was like, like three weeks last summer where I didn't, I didn't win in a game for three weeks straight. And uh, what did I do? I, I made a new deck. Yeah, like I'm gonna play something different now because this is just not doing it for me anymore. And it doesn't even mean that that deck is bad. It maybe means I think it was pretty bad. Need to take a step away from it too, right? <laughs> like, well, yeah, that one may have been, <laughs> but <laughs> but there are times where like you'll be playing a, a, a deck that is very good. Like maybe it's it's a tier one deck, but you're just not getting the results because your opponent's hitting all of their yeah. sideboard cards appropriately, or you're not drawing into the action that you need, like. Sometimes you, you watch, I mean, we, we saw what in the last pro tour, we saw Reduke draw through half of his deck before he got to any of his action spells in, in one of the final rounds. And he lost that game, but he won the match. Yeah. Because yeah, he accepted that like the variance of that is it, it's fine. That man is also a machine. Though. You have to, you have to figure out a way to, you know, forgive yourself and, and uh... I think, I think along that too, though, it's so important to like know your pilot and your skill set within a specific deck, right? Sure. So that's kind of like how I assume Canadian Highlander, but it, you know, modern it really shows yeah. where yeah. you can play, let's say, like the tier 1.5 or tier 2 deck, but if you play it at an elite level, yes. you are going to do better more likely because of 
um, than playing the tier one deck at a tier two level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Young really rewarded go for good play. So like, oh, that's why. And having, I mean, having those reps love. in and, and having the lines memorized and. Yeah. 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 Knowing your bad and good matchups. Yep. Knowing exactly knowing what, what your plan right. is for each of those. And it's right. Yeah. Experience. Experience is second to none. Yeah. Because then, then you get into the, the mind games that is the beauty, like the poker element of this game where yeah. Yeah. you start to bring on and create punts for your opponent where <laughs> they have you dead on board. And yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the whole gaming thing, is it right or wrong? Where you're like, are you done? You know, like, I don't yeah. like that, but that is something that's been done, right? And people will reply yes. So you, you do what Blake was experienced where you feel rushed. And when you're when you're not in your comfort zone, that's when you start to make mistakes. Now, don't go out and ask your phone no. to fun because that's a toxic <laughs> part of the game. But yeah. there are like other ways to to create edges. It's uh, totally reasonable. Being, yeah, like to to like if they if if you act like you're not dead, sometimes they assume you're not dead. Yeah, right. That like if you have mana up and you have nothing in like you have got two cards in hand, they're both lands. They may assume that's an endurance, right? They're not going to swing in. All, they're not going to kill you, even right. if you're dead on board, because they don't want to lose their whole board to to a three four with with reach that can flash yeah. in. Play to your outs is, yeah. is a big exactly. Yeah. Let them let them misplay if they're mm-hmm. going to misplay, and just kind of hope for the best. Exactly. Amazing. Well, we are out of time, so Chris Cranky, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I love us. being here. And thank you to everyone watching. Uh, we will uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Proud of you. Cheers.